0: Good to be in the presence of God. The Lord tells us that God inhabits the places of His people, and as we've lifted our voices to heaven, praise and worship, His presence has filled this place. We've had a blessed time. We have worshipped Him, and we have shared in that precious meal. The last meal which Jesus had with his disciples, when he took the, the bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then he took the cup after the meal, and he gave it to them, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for." Me. And he said, drink you all of it. The blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed, the blood redeemed us, the blood that was purchased us. Leviticus 17, verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The blood. Our religion, our faith in God is all dependent upon the blood. It is only by faith in the blood that we can approach God, that we can draw near to Him. So, What do we know about blood? It is a mysterious substance. We know our bodies are composed of approximately 70% of water. And God, he, He manifests Himself in so many ways all around us. If you consider water itself, water we know is composed of hydrogen and oxygen. It's called H2O. So what does that mean? There's one of hydrogen and two of oxygen. You get the number three. Number three which is a very important number between God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. They are three. God, He has left upon this earth signs, if we have eyes to see. So blood consists essentially of three major parts. We have the red cells, which do such an important job, they carry oxygen from the lungs around our body. And then comes back again, and it is refreshed. Then we have the white blood cells. These are the warriors in the blood. It is their job to fight diseases. And then we have the remainder, which is the plasma, which circulates, and it brings the food and to be all of these products. Blood. A mysterious substance, and yet so, so important to God. Right. So, God, he moves in cycles. As we've just talked about the blood moving around the body, so there are cycles and cycles in nature. We have the water cycle, where it rains, And then it falls in the ground, the sun comes up and evaporates it. it goes back up into the clouds and it falls again. God is a God of cycles. He moves in cycles. So let's look to the Bible now. See what the Bible has to say, what it has to tell us about blood. Now the first example of blood which is shed and here it is implied you understand why I said that this in Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 321 right so here we have the situation Adam and Eve they have sinned and because they have sinned They cannot stand in the presence of God. And for that simple reason they hid themselves when they heard God walking in the garden. So the scripture tells us that God made clothes for Adam and Eve of skins. And the skins came from the animal and so the animal must have died, and the blood must have shed, because you can't take the skin off an animal uh-huh. unless you kill it, and the blood is shed. So here we see the first example, not only of blood being shed in the Bible, but also of a type, where we have the sinless animal dying, for So, sin separates us from the presence of God. We are unable to stand before God, unless we are covered in the blood of Jesus. (coughs) The blood is so important that When we look in the scriptures to the temple in Jerusalem, where worship was unto the Lord God, the high priest, he would go into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, only once, once a year was he allowed to in. Now before he went in, First of all, his robes had been sanctified, they put blood on his robes, he had confessed his sins, and he went in carrying the blood to make atonement before God in the Holy of Holies. Once a year for the sins of the people. Now, it was a requirement from God that the robes which the high priest would wear would have sewn in the bottom along the edge on the granites and bells. And so of course the bells would ring as it were. Now, if the high priest If he had any unconfessed sin, if he was not pure and holy, and come down with the blood, he would be struck dead instantly. And there was a problem. Because, it's the Holy of Holies, if he died, then other people couldn't go in to bring him out. Because they would die also because it's a holy place. He had, had to come in with blood and you had to be completely cleansed and the only high priest was allowed. So they fixed the rope to him so he could pull him out should he die. He would listen for the ringing of the bells. As long as the bells were ringing they knew they knew that he was still alive. So with great trepidation, fear the high priest went to once a year to offer the blood. He really had the fear of God. For he knew that if it wasn't right, he was coming out feet first. So, the high priest. That's the day of atonement. Now, another time, we read in Exodus. Was to be selected for sacrifice had to be without defect from the sheep or the goats. Everything points to Jesus, the Lamb of God, the sinless Lamb of God, who would die for the sins of His people. And just as in the beginning, we read the story of Adam and Eve and the animals and the clothes that were made. Here we see another example of this type that God is showing us in the scriptures. That the animal must be perfect. It must be perfect without any spot or stain. And the blood, as I'm sure we're all familiar with the story, the blood was taken from the animal, And it was sprinkled upon the door process. And the Bible tells us that the destroying angel would pass over, it would pass by. It would not kill those who are or who were within that house. And we know that from the story, the destroying angel went out and he killed. The firstborn in all the land of Egypt, not just of the children, but also of all the animals too. They were all killed, the firstborn. So the blood of Jesus, it covers and protects us. The blood protects us from the destroyer. It protects us from the enemy. Another time which I want to mention is in Joshua, read about it in Joshua chapter 2, verses 17 to 19. Now this is the story of the two spies. Joshua sent two spies out to spy out the land. They are about to cross over the River Jordan to go into the promised land in the land of Canaan, where they were going to... First of all, they were going to take the city of Jericho. But prior to that, he sent the two spies in to spy out the land. So they spied out the land and they went to stay with a woman called Rahab. And Rahab, she hid the two spies because the king had heard that two spies had come into the land. And obviously he wanted to kill them. So when they came looking, came, she hit them. She hid them in the roof and she covered them, the Bible says, with flax and they went not firm. So when they left, she said to them, Look, we know about the God of, of Israel and all the works that he's done, the great and mighty signs and in Egypt, and how you of the Red Sea. Now he said, I have shown you kindness. And he said, will you show us kindness when you come to take the sea? So he said, yes. He said, if you take this red cord, this a piece of red cord, and tie it in the window of your house, because the house was in the wall of the city, and you can bring your family in and we give you our solemn word that nobody in that house will be harmed. But if any of your family go outside, then it's entirely at their own risk. So, she let them down, the Bible says, in a basket, from the window. Because a house was in the wall and so they escaped. And when it came to the time when the Hebrews took the city of Jericho and the walls fell down, that part remained and her and her family were all saved and they continued to be with the Jewish people, with the Hebrews. Once again the time of the red symbolizing the blood and the protection that the blood gives. Now let's move on talking about that. The shedding of blood is often associated with covenants. So what is a covenant? A covenant is a very, very solemn binding agreement between two people. It's very solemn. Sometimes it even goes down through generations. (coughs) Now, I'm going to read this bit. It says a covenant comes from the, the root word meaning to cut and seal the blood and the cutting of a sacrificial animal. So many times when covenants were made, they were confirmed and established with the sacrifice of an animal, the shedding of blood, and sometimes with a meal. We see that in the case of, of Jesus. At the Last Supper, he was at celebrating the covenant being established because he gave us the new covenant. That's part of what he said at the meal was, this is the new covenant in my blood. So a covenant comes from the one we need to cut and many times associated with the sacrifice of animal which bound the whole covenant. We find also in some other religions that they have what they call blood brothers. And what they do is they actually take their hands and they cut Mm -hmm. and the blood comes out and they mingle the blood. And they are bound together. A very, very solid thing. So, what does the Bible say about covenants? Well, let's think some of the covenants in the Bible. The first covenant we find is in Genesis chapter eight, and verses twenty to twenty-two. Right. So now here we have a typical situation. Noah built an altar to the Lord after the flood, of course, taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, and he sacrificed them. burnt the offering. So here we have the innocent being sacrificed for the establishment of the covenant. And then Genesis 9, 8 to 17, God establishes the covenant. So, took the burnt offering. Right. And then God said to his people, to, to Noah, He said, I established my covenant with you He put the rainbow in the sky. And He said, never again will I cause the rain to come upon the earth to destroy all mankind and all the animals. And He said, when I see rainbow in the sky. I will remember the covenant that I have made with you. And that covenant, of course, we see whenever there's a thunderstorm or so on, whenever it's raining, God's covenant, which was started off, says, the first covenant which we read of in the Bible, um, with Noah after the flood. Now, Hebrews 13 and 20 tells us that Jesus established an everlasting covenant. His covenant with us is everlasting to mankind, to as many as will accept and receive him as Lord and Savior. But with mankind, it is an everlasting covenant. It is open to all and as many as will come. And the thing about this covenant is... Hebrews 6 tells us that it's a new covenant and it's better than the old one because it is founded or based on better principles. So, what can we say about the blood? How does it apply to us today? Well, just before I do that, before I go to There's one thing which I want to talk about, the blood, which is very important. Now, all the doctors know that the blood type of babies is derived solely from the father, not from the mother. So now when we look at Jesus, though, Mary was the mother. If Joseph had been the father, then Jesus would have inherited his blood, which was contaminated, polluted, sinful. And so the Holy Spirit caused Mary to become pregnant. And the blood that was in Jesus was perfect. It was sinless. It was without form. And when Jesus died on the cross, he ascended to heaven. He took his own blood and he sprinkled it on the heavenly altar to make atonement for your sin and for mine. Yes. Amazing, absolutely amazing how God works. Everything else. Down to the very last detail. So let's look at the blood of Jesus. See what how the blood avails to us in today. Right. So Hebrews thirteen and twelve tells us that the blood of Jesus sanctifies. Sanctifies. That means we are set apart for God's use. We are. Holy vessels. Just as the temple in Jerusalem was a place where God was worshipped, so our bodies are holy. they yeah, are temples of God. And just as the, the Spirit of God rested in the most holy place in the temple, God's Holy Spirit resides within us in a most holy place. I don't know. <laughs> The Bible says, right are your you will flow rivers of living water. Maybe it's down in your afternoon. I don't know. Maybe it's all over us. But we are holy vessels. And because we are holy vessels, God calls us to holiness. Scripture says, be ye holy as I am holy. <clears throat> you must ourselves in holiness. Paul says be you in the world but not to be part of it. We can't be in the world but we must separate ourselves from those things which we know are not of God, which are displeasing to God. We are holy people. So we've been set apart for God's use and we are holy vessels. Filled with his spirit. 1 John one seven tells us his blood cleanses us from all sins. When we come to repentance, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. And all our sins are blotted out. Wonderful. Hallelujah. But then as we go on, as we go from day to day, we know that we stumble and fall. But If we come and acknowledge our sin before God, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now God wants us to move on. He wants us to draw closer to him. And our sins, they keep us back. So, God will freely forgive our sins, but he doesn't want you to keep doing it. He wants you to move on. He wants you to overcome, be an overcomer, and move on. Because our sin separates us from God, and we want to draw closer to him. We want more of the Holy Spirit within us. So we want to move on in God, cleansing our We have a wonderful scripture in 1 Peter 2.24, it says by his stripes we are healed. The blood of Jesus heals us. That blood was shed at great, great cost. It says by his stripes. Now according to the Jewish law, a person could be flogged for 40 times, but usually they did it 39, just in case they made a mistake. Jesus was flogged with what the Romans call a cat of nine tails, a whip with nine tails. And on each individual tail there was interlaced some bone, bits of lead. And when you were whipped, it would come. It wouldn't just be on your back, because they were long, and they go right on your chest, and they would pull it off. They would pull out flesh. Yeah, not a pleasant sight. Great pain. Jesus bled. He bled from the wounds that were on his body when he was on the cross. He bled when he took the crown of thorns and put it on his head. The blood of Jesus purchased our salvation and much more. By his stripes we are healed, we can come before God and we can claim the promise that there is healing in the name of Jesus and healing in his blood. We know from what we have, what I have shared with you before, that Like the Passover, the blood protects us from the destroyer. When he sees the blood, he doesn't want to come near you. It's important to keep yourselves under the blood of Jesus. The destroyer flees from the blood. Colossae tells us that the blood of Jesus is peace. Jesus said to the disciples, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world, the peace that I give. What a wonderful thing it is to know that we have peace within us. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace which the Jewish people call shalom, peace. Perfect peace. So wonderful thing to know that our sins are forgiven, that we don't have to worry. But there is an overriding thing, and please don't forget it. The Scripture says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." Please keep short accounts with God when it comes to sin. Because if you do not confess your sins quickly, you just let them last. You give place to the devil, and you give him opportunity to accuse you mm-hmm. before God, and things can happen—sickness and just problems in general. Do not give place to the enemy. Mm-hmm. So peace. We have peace in our heart perfect peace, a wonderful thing, something that cannot be bought. The world would love to be at peace within themselves. So many people in a turmoil, people committing suicide, all sorts of things, because they don't have peace. They cannot live with themselves because of all the things they've done. And now we come to something which we read Mentioned uh, a few weeks back. Hebrews 9 14. The blood cleanses our conscience from dead works. Now, this is something which is so important, and Mary's made a very good point of it. That when we've forgiven our sins, the memory still stays there. And it keeps coming back and coming back. It's it forgiven, you forgiven the person or whatever it is but it still keeps coming back and coming back. The blood of Jesus cleanses your conscience. Bring it to Jesus. See, oh Jesus, look, this thing keeps coming back and coming back. I, I want you to take it away. I give it to you. Take away even the very consciousness of that painful experience. You mm-hmm. made that point very well, Sis, a few weeks ago. So the blood of Jesus cleanses our conscience from dead. One last thing about the blood. Something which I don't understand. But I don't know anybody understands it. We read in the scripture that Cain slew Abel. And God spoke to Cain and he said your brother's blood cries out to me from the earth which has opened its mouth to receive his blood the blood has a voice I don't understand it possibly I say possibly I don't quote me on this when Jesus takes his blood and he sprinkles it on the heavenly altar the blood is speaking Speaking, speaking, speaking. And that Jesus God that they told us being made. But the scripture says that his blood speaks. A mystery. A mystery. Mm -hmm. But the blood has great, great power. Mm So brothers and sisters, a short study of the blood. And I stress the word short. The Bible is full of the blood. Full of it. It's all over the place. you can hardly open a page without a single reference to Jesus and the blood. So, let us remember that the blood of Jesus crossed God and his only Son. The way we redeemed with a great price. For our freedom, for our salvation, for our healing, for our peace. It's the blood. The blood of Jesus. It's only by faith in the blood that we are saved. And I speak to the people now who are watching this on Facebook. If this message is spoken to you at all today, how do you think you stand in relation to God? The blood of Jesus was shed for you, mm-hmm. just as much as it was for us who have gathered in his name. Mm-hmm. Salvation is a free gift, it can't be God. Mm-hmm. And God offers it to you freely. Mm-hmm. What would you say if you were to die today? Appear before God and he said to you, why should I let you into Would you say, well, I've not really been too bad. I've, I've done this and I've done that. But would say, well, I'm sorry. We're not going to get into here. And maybe somebody would say, well, I will go with, with him. Let because I've done so many terrible things, God could never forgive me. But the answer is that the salvation is a free gift. No matter how great your sins are, God offers you a free pardon today. Stretches out his hands towards you and beckons you to come to the cross. To humble yourself and to kneel and accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. If you do that, your sins are forgiven. They are forgiven from this point right back. You've heard about the blood. God will forgive you. Your sins are gone. You will not have to answer for them, for those sins. So the choice is yours today you make the choice to humble yourself, to say, yes, Jesus, I accept your invitation. I know I am a sinner. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me, to be my Lord and Saviour. I repent of my sins, I turn away from them. Please be my Lord and Saviour. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you went to hell. And I believe you rose on the third day. And you're now sitting on the right hand of God the Father to make intercession for each one of us. So, dear people, God makes an offer of salvation to you as I urge you to take it with all my heart. Because if you don't, then it's too late. Once you're dead, it's too late. You cannot make any amends. So the Lord bless you. The Lord bless each one of you. And may God's word be a blessing to your heart. May you take the blood of Jesus, apply it, because it's so precious, it's so powerful, and it was bought for each one of us at a great price. Amen. Amen.